Hello there, my fellow humans, my human fellows. You're listening to today's Stoics, episode 7, found right here on the To Be Determined Podcast Network with your host, me, Eddie, and your other host, I am Swag. And what me and Swag have to talk about is religion and ideologies in general, how religion, the, the, the way of thinking like religion, thinking like things are stuck in a dogmatic principle can affect the overall approach to government. If the people are not mindful, they're electing people that are not mindful. And in turn, those people are making policies that are not mindful. Kind of the old adage of elections have consequences. So we discuss this, we talk about stoicism and how mindful practice can benefit the political realm also. And they're like, okay, great, you swag. And then I'm like, fuck you. Hello, my fellow humans, my human fellas. Have you ever been interested in possibly doing real estate or becoming a real estate investor yourself? Maybe you doing a fix and flip or you have a property you want to sell. If you're in the Denver, Colorado area, you can contact Tim Holly at timholly.jparmodernre.com or text TBD to 720 720- 664-4205. That's TBD to 720-664-4205. When it comes to political ideologies and how people don't, um, they find themselves in the realm of, of this weird partisanship that that is very fixed on their particular particular ideology. So they, they, they can't adjust or, you know, it's a culture war kind of thing right now. So with that, when you're looking at like our so-called quote unquote leaders, the types of people that get in there right now are, are based on the populace and the populace selects people that are culturally biased in particular ways. So the idea that you would want a mindful, you know, somebody that's more open to trying to accomplish something or have some sort of purpose would, would kind of be more implemented. And it was really funny about it is I had this idea when we recorded that episode and then freaking uh, <laughs> daily stoic podcast. They had this dude on there that did uh, the moral animal. Have you read that book? No, not yet. Is it good? Apparently, it's pretty good. I, I want to check it out. But he, the the author of that book, he he's a uh, he's a Buddhist, and he he talks about the intersecting lines of um, Buddhism and and uh, Stoicism, and how he believes that 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 people should be politically active, and so does uh, what's his name Ryan from the Daily Stoic Ryan, something I can't remember his name, but right um, Ryan Holiday. Holiday, yeah. So shout out to those guys. Um, but he, he had a, that those two in an interview, and it was the two of them in an interview, and they were discussing. Um, he, I guess, he runs a website called MindfulResistance.com. Oh, I would love to be. I would. I would have loved to be on that panel. Be like, you know what, guys? Let's share. Yeah. Let's let's think about this. That would be great. 
Yeah, right. So, but the it like I said, I had the idea, and then I listened to their thing, and I'm like, ah, they beat me to it. <laughs> so, yeah. Either way, I I was curious on your take with um, you know, for our listeners, the uh, what do you f- or how do you feel stoicism relates to politics? Well, <clears throat> I think that early stoicism, like back when Zeno was coming up with stuff about these concepts of, uh, you know, controlling your, uh, your perceptions basically. And uh, it wasn't really politically anything. It was just, it was uh, just another, you know, like philosophy thing. But when the Romans took it, it started to become more politically active because we call something uh, an ideology, a political ideology, and we call something else a religion because one thing is kind of, you know, based on supposed facts that you think about the real world, and another thing is based on faith, right? But they both, they both, an ideology and a religion basically have kind of the same function in a, in a society, in a community of, uh, in a population of people. Now, does Ryan Holiday agree or not? Should we want others to be Stoics? Should we want them to say, hey, be like me? Should we, should we, should we? And I say the answer is yes, because it's just another perspective you're trying to share with the world. And, and, and in my opinion, sharing your perspective and if people like it, they'll adopt it. If they don't, they'll drop it is the meaning of existence. Really. We're always, the way we live is a way to show others how you wish they would live. Right. Cause you're trying to live up to your own ideals. It's always like your whole existence is a certain perspective. Do you want others to share your perspective? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe in what you're doing? Do you think what you're doing is actually right? Or are you just, are you just going along with the crowd? Are you trying to impress somebody? Are you trying to act trendy? Are you trying to grow a beard? Are you trying to be, uh, are you trying to hold a medallion? Like they say, those medallion Stoics, right? Which I don't subscribe to that kind of thought. If, you're, if you call yourself a Stoic, you're a Stoic. If you're, trying to, if you're trying to think these thoughts, if you're at least exploring these ideas, you're a Stoic, in my opinion. Some people are more like, like, oh no, if you're trying to make money off of it, like Ryan Holiday, right? He sells books. He's a best-selling author. He's making money. He sells like merchandise, right? Off of Stoic ideas. Right. And, and I bet you in his mind, he's saying, look, I'm making some money to support my purpose, which is to spread stoicism to the world like an evangelist. Right. I it's this is the gospel. This is the good news. Hey, good news, guys. These guys from 2000 years ago thought up a way to be able to basically confront anything in life and have a method to get through it. Whatever it is, even if it's the end of your life. You'll get through it because they already talk. They basically only talk about that throughout the whole fucking thing. All they talk about is dying. All they talk about is that your existence is a snap of your fingers. That's it. And guess what? This perspective changes everything because you, you're, you don't have infinite time. You already see it. You already see yourself as finite. And then you go on and get like, he's probably going to say, oh, yeah, all this is to make money because... Yeah, I'm making money, but look at all the good I'm doing. And you know what? I do, I do, I do thank Ryan Holiday because the first book I ever read on Stoicism was one of his books, and he's a, and he really did do it. He published a best-selling book about something that was spoken of by philosophers in closets in colleges. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was like he really did do a good job, and I think he's done more good for the world than bad. So. Fuck yeah. Like, if you want to spread it, do it. If you don't want to spread it, don't do it. It's up to you, right? It's up to your perspective. You have to believe in yourself, right? Like, because that's my version of stoicism. Like, I have my own, like, little philosophy that I made up, right? Symbolism that I talked to you about a long time ago when I first brought I don't try to push it, right? Because I'm, I'm on the fence. 
that same fence that Ryan Holiday and all these smart people are on about stoicism. Is this something that I should share? Or is this something that I should keep to myself and let people discover it if they want to? You know, <clears throat> because it's kind of a false dichotomy because you could keep these things completely personal. You could never tell anybody you're practicing stoicism. And you know, there are some stoics that believe in that. That's all they do. They don't tell a single soul. That's their personal viewpoint. They're like the most hardcore, right? Like, look at us. We're like, some people could say, oh, you're trying to self-aggrandize yourself because you're out here pushing this philosophy just like Ryan Holiday. Like, in the end, you want to get big. You want to make a million dollars. You want people to follow your ideas. You want people to do what you're saying. You want people to listen to you and share your perspective. You want all this. But it's true. We do want this. If you think, if you boil it down from a certain perspective, it does look like that. But are we doing more harm than good in the world? Is our perspective shareable? Is our perspective a good one? I think it is because it's helped me go from somebody that used to drink a fucking lot for years to somebody who doesn't drink at all. and doesn't even think about it anymore. You know what I mean? Like you can get through problems that for years you thought were insurmountable thanks to an ideology, thanks to changing your perspective to one that many people have shared. Many of the wisest people in the world have shared. So yeah, if you want to incorporate that into politics, if you want to... It, should it be a part of your political agenda? Should it be a part of your worldview? Yeah, because it is a different worldview. It is in itself. It's an ideology. Remember, an ideology is just like a religion, except we call it a different name. It's a religion. Let's say, let's call Stoicism a religion and push it like that. Oh, no. You, it's controversial. It's controversial. People are going to get mad at you. Let's do that. Let's just call it that. Let's call it a religion. And, and you know why? Because more people are going to click on your stuff because you're calling Stoicism a religion than the people that are going to ignore you. <laughs> people are gonna people are gonna read what you're saying and you're gonna say i do believe stoicism is religion because why and then they're gonna explain what i just explained to the audience today that stoicism is an ideology ideology is a religion it's just a perspective why we think one is facts we think one is faith some people believe in faith so much they believe in as much as facts right they believe them more than facts because even when the facts are in front of their face they choose faith and in my opinion faith is truer than facts to them in their subjective reality, in their perspective. I want that perspective. I want to believe that things can be impossible, but achievable. I want to believe that I can write a, a book, right? Like I just this last week, I wrote a short story. It's called The Fourth Dimension. I wrote it and I put it on Reddit, not thinking anything of it, hoping people would just read it and comment on it. I got approached by a magazine, a printed magazine, just to put it in a, a magazine. It's, they're not going to pay me shit and I don't give a fuck. Because it's going to be in a magazine, right? You get to say somebody liked my work. And <laughs> I, got, I got published. I got published. I got, I'm a fucking published author. Exactly. You know you're that guy in the audience heckling. You're that guy in the audience heckling. And then fucking comedians <laughs> like, what do you fucking do for a living? And you, you say, I'm an author. Yeah. Published. And then you, okay, that's it. You just drop the mic. You just say, I'm an author. Published. Right, right. Well, so back, let me, hold on. Hold your, hold your rant there for a second. Because I want what you, what you were saying about. The, I love uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it was a good rant, though. That's why I was like, "I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you go." And then I was like, "Oh, oh, you got a spot. I want. I want to reject." So, um, when you were talking about that, one of the things I heard that was uh, discussed ver- via when Darwin was writing his theories on evolution, one of the things that he told himself was to write about any time that he saw something that disproved his his theories just as much as supported because what happens is you tend to find 
that we ignore or don't commit to memory the things that disprove our particular perspective. So one of the things that, that he said was that the mind wants a victory, not truth. So I thought that, that, that that's an interesting way to kind of put in check the, the, the ideologies because are you, are you trying to simply be fine victory? Are you find, trying to find validation and, and grandiose your, your perspective? Or are you actually seeking truth? Which I do think the two is like truth and faith are not necessarily to me. I mean, they are synonymous to a lot of people. But I think when it yeah. comes down to it, is is the sun rises versus is God going to strike me down with a lightning bolt are two different concepts. It's almost like two different realities you're speaking about, right? Right. It can be, yeah. It's like, because, I mean, like, if I, if I walked outside and, and asked God to strike me down with a lightning bolt specifically, you know, I want to get struck with a lightning bolt on the top, which, which oddly enough, I won't go do, (laughs) but, but but, you know what, (laughs) there's people that are listening to you right now say that. And I bet you some of them got chills just hearing you say that because they in a thousand years would never even say that out loud. because They believe so completely, but continue Eddie. Sorry. Yeah, no. And I, and that's, that's, that's kind of the, the thing is like, like, you know, you have what you were saying with people that if you called it a religion, I think there are people that tend to uh, stigmatize the idea and concepts of religion based on the fact that, you know, it's not secular. So anytime you, you, you tie, even, even though the, like what I get a hundred percent what you're saying, because even once you like political ideologies is, is a perfect example of that. Because people are making their politics more like their religion than their actual religion. They've, they've dogmatized, yeah. you know, the, they've released a lot of what I've noticed as, as religion has grown through societies. But see, but see, Eddie, you have to see from my point of view, the, uh, whenever you say they're, t- they're treating the politics almost like the religion or more like the religion. The thing is, to me, when you say politics and religion, in my mind, I just hear the same. I don't hear anything shit. I don't fucking hear anything in my mind, but I just understand the same thing because it functions in the same way. It does the same. They both do the same thing. Like any, like if somebody goes to, if somebody has to sit through a political science class, the first lecture is going to be on political ideologies. And they're going to say, and if they had a religious background, they're going to read all these things. Like this sounds like church. <laughs> all this shit sounds like what church does because it is what church does. They just call it something else because they call it something else. That's it. It's yeah, but the, I think the one. the concept though is is the purpose of of religion versus now versus what politics was designed for. Those are kind of well, well not politics. Let me say, government is designed for. There's there's a, a purpose for government, like like the the exact purpose for government is to assist society in growing and cultivating said society, right? Like that's that that's the definition and purpose of government. So yeah. So if if oh I, oh yeah, and I was talking about like ideology in general, like communism or socialism right, 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 or uh, or left wing, right wing. They're both they're all like interchangeable, right? Like tokens. And I agree. Like you're what you're saying. Like yes, then that's the big to me. That's that's kind of the 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 what am I thinking? The problem, like that's the trouble with our system right now is people have created yes, a religion rather than 
you know, it's, it's weird that the dog, you know, they you've got this dogmatic belief in, in your religion now, because you're a Republican, therefore you have to be pro-life. Therefore you have to be pro-God. You know, you have to be pro-church. You have to be, you know, pro-conservative. You can't be a conservative and then not believe in God. You know what I mean? Like the, those are the weird things that people have started to, to associate with like, like if you're a left leftist, you have to believe in, in gender, you know, gender pronouns. If you're a leftist, you have to believe in, you know, uh, socialism or communism, you know, like you can't be anything outside of those, you know, political dogmas. So I, and, and this is why I think, cause I, I, and, and maybe this is what you're saying is because to me, I think stoicism is more of a mindful deal. Like it requires you to step outside. Like a lot of the stoics talk about, you know, obviously having purpose and, and setting aside your beliefs only if, you know, back to one of the quotes that we keep bringing up, because that's a big one to me that that resonates to me a lot is, is he says, you know, you can change your mind. And only if the, you know, that it has truth and it helps the society. So I think that's, to me, those, those, those are kind of profound because it, and, it, and not bringing it, because like we talked about, when you bring it in context of history, you know, obviously he was saying, if you're a slave, be a slave and be happy about it. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but that's not what I'm talking about is in society. Now, if you, if you think about it from that, that perspective, and let's say you are a uh, congressperson and you get elected. And obviously most Congress people aren't going to be elected because they're open-minded and, you know, want to be right the way things are right now. And this is why I think it's important to get this message out to society is that people don't want to think they just want to, they want victory of the mind. They don't want truth. And that's, that's to me is, is uh, I think the battle currently in our culture. You you believe that politics has power because it does, right? Because like a political party can take control of the government and they can fucking blow something up, right? They could kill people, right? That's the maximum amount of power. They can end life. That should be like the, the, the maximum amount of authority. It's called co- uh, uh, coercion, right? The threat of right. violence. That's what government is. It's, it's the only authority that we allow the power of coercion. These people can legally kill you. These people can legally beat the fuck out of you, right? Like, they can legally put you in a cage and you can never escape. They can put you in a hole. They can put you in Guantanamo Bay. These are the, this is the authority. So, like, whenever a political party comes around, like, it's important. It feels important. But when you, when you notice it, like, like, the reason that it's so divisive is because they use these techniques that control people's emotions right. that they got from propaganda, right? From the not, you've heard that story about, like, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or if it's real, but I'm pretty sure it's true that this guy that was in charge of propaganda for the Nazis came over to the United States and helped with advertisements. And advertisements are basically what people what turned into political advertisements, right? So they, they use slogans, right? Yeah. They use which was something brand new. They use all like these emotionally charged messages to appeal to people's emotions because that was the, the one of the Nazism's main tenets that the um they they said that the the enlightenment was not true that people were not naturally rational animals and they did not naturally want to pursue the light of enlightenment you know reason pure reason no they're emotional and they use their reason 
to justify and permit their emotional reactions and their emotional needs and wants, right? What their body wants, they will rationalize. That is kind of true, right? And, <laughs> and it is, and, this, and that's the thing. You feel bad saying it's kind of true because it's one of the, it's what right. the Nazis said. Yeah. That's what they said. And so they, that's what they believed. And you don't want to, you don't want to think about that, but, but it seems like it's like, like in reality, that's how kind of how it works because we see it play out. You play to people's emotions. You 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 see what they want, need you. You appeal to that, and they will give you the power because it feels like they're not giving up. Do you believe that um, stoicism would would benefit people in politics? Yeah, absolutely. I think stoicism. Yeah, would benefit that's true. Anybody. That's actually that's, yeah. and 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 especially people in politics because. People, for whatever reason, think that politicians have a better right. view of the world for whatever fucking reason because they won a popularity contest. They think that they have actual things to say. So they just subscribe to their point of view and, that, and the point of right. view gets amplified. Think about it. it. Like When you vote for somebody, you're amplifying somebody's ability to share their perspective with the world. So if we can change that perspective of these super powerful megaphones called politicians – if we can share that, change that perspective into more of a stoic perspective, then uh, hell yeah. So. Eddie, please promise me, for me, you're going to include me talking about the kids being too swag because they're not going to understand what I'm saying <laughs> right now about swag without that context. And I trust you to put that yeah. in. I got kids over at my house playing with my kids, and you oh. do not want to deal with all the swag going on inside of that house right now everything is swag are you swag oh this is swag man this is real swag you swag mom dad. is that even is that even the right context you need to correct dad. your kids dad. other context dad. You, dad you swag dad hey dad you, sw- you swag dad you swag funny. and then i have to say i am swag and they're like okay great you swag and then i'm like fuck me so that's the story behind the swag. <laughs> Had a little fun with that audio. So Eric Martinez, the first symbolist, will probably be known as swag for a little while. Or at least I'll have some conversations when I can't get an interview on. And uh, he'll just respond with, I am swag. <laughs> it was an interesting conversation, though. Um, as always, I appreciate Eric's point of view. This is today's Stoics, Episode 7. Hope you guys are having a great day. Stay mindful. Stay diligent and uh, look forward to seeing you on the other side. Take care. Bye.